welcome to Mind Matters, the podcast where I talk to you about all things mental health. I'm a psych student here in Australia, so I do know some things, but keep in mind that I'm not yet a professional and I'm still providing advice and information in the way that I understand things. Today's episode is part of a mini-series that I'm running on mental illness, and in today's episode I'm talking about panic and anxiety attacks. Just a reminder that this episode will be taking on some heavy themes, including mental health issues, panic and anxiety attacks, and trauma. If you struggle with any of these things, this episode may be triggering for you. If you do need support, please call Beyond Blue, Access Lifeline, or go to my mental health resources page, which I will link in the description below. A panic attack is a sudden onset of your fight-or-flight response and results in intense and overwhelming emotions. When having a panic attack, the brain can shut down and the person can no longer function until the attack is ended. In some cases, a buildup of emotions can occur and the person can almost see it coming. However, in others, they may occur suddenly and randomly, making it hard to predict. An anxiety attack, on the other hand, is not currently diagnosable under the DSM like panic attacks are, but they are slightly different from panic attacks themselves. They include many of the same symptoms as a panic attack, however do not involve an acute fear of losing control or dying, and do not include derealization, which is a sense of detachment from the world and making things feel less real, and depersonalization, which is a detachment from oneself, often described as dissociation, as feeling like you're having an out-of-body experience, almost like watching a character in a movie experience something. Panic and anxiety attacks can be symptoms of several mental health issues, in particular anxiety and trauma disorders, but not limited to those. A person does not have to have a mental health condition to have a panic attack, however they do often coincide with them. The DSM is a guide of diagnosable material provided to mental health practitioners. While anxiety attacks are not currently within this material and therefore not a diagnosable mental health issue, this does not make them any less real to those experiencing them. Some of the symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks include worry, distress and restlessness, fear and anxiety, an increased heart rate, shortness of breath, tightness in the throat, sweating, trembling or shaking, feeling faint or dizzy, nausea or abdominal pain and many more. It is important to note that whether you're having a panic attack or an anxiety attack, it is important to seek help where needed and remove yourself from situations causing stress until you're better equipped to handle them. So how can you help someone in the moment? First and foremost, you need to remove the person from any stressful situations or perceivable threats. While they're in the vicinity of a threat, the body will not let them relax and will only continue to escalate the attack. Make sure you try to remain calm and speak in a soothing voice. The most intense symptoms in most panic attacks will only last between 5 and 10 minutes. Because the person's brain is panicking, they may not be able to make decisions for themselves, so it's important that you take charge, provided that you know what works for them. If they can, they will let you know what will work and help them. Some of the tricks that I use in helping someone feel safe in a panic attack include telling them that I'm there and that they're safe with me, providing them with another sensation to focus on, such as sipping ice-cold water, sucking on an ice cube, some people prefer to hold a cold or a heat pack in their hands or to run their hands under cold or warm water. Try to breathe with them and remind them to breathe in as deep as they can. 
hold their breath for a second and breathe out again fully. This helps to show the brain that there's no danger here and can start the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the system that calms us down. Try to make sure to be in a quiet, private space with the person where others will not just walk in randomly, as this can be upsetting. If they want you to leave, then do so, but try to make sure that you can keep an eye on them in case they need you. After the attack, try to practice empathy and tell them that you're there to support them. Letting someone know that you're sorry that they're experiencing this and that you'd like to support them can help to make an unsafe situation for them feel a little more supported. My personal favourite thing to do with a person is to ask before the situation what works for them. When panicking, people can't always communicate what works, so asking before or after the first attack can be a really easy way to learn exactly what to do in the situation. It makes everything easier in the long run and the person knows then that you're a safe person to go to in times of stress. So where can someone access more permanent supports if they're having regular panic attacks? Seeing a psychologist for Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, or CBT, can be a great treatment for panic attacks, as they help to identify behaviours and thoughts which can trigger them. Other therapeutical approaches often help, including exposure therapy in the cases of some phobias, exercise prescription in order to simulate panic responses in a safe environment, and more. There are antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications that can be taken in order to reduce the level of panic felt. Support groups, therapeutic lifestyle changes, and dietary supplements have also been shown to help in conjunction with other methods. And that's all the information that I have for you today. For those of you who have panic attacks, this episode may have been heavy, so I do suggest undertaking some self-care activities and accessing the resources in the description below. Mind Matters is a podcast written and spoken by me, Molly Kane Edwards. Thanks again to my friend Ben Metha for creating the intro and the outro for these episodes, and I'll see you all soon with another episode. Bye!